What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno. How are you this fine day? It's nice and cloudy today, it which is, is. good. It is. Unexpected. Hate, I'm not going to lie. Every time I wake up on a Sunday morning and it's sunny, I'm a little sad. <laughs> Why? Because you Saturday want like Sunday? Saturday morning is fine. Yeah. Sunday should always be medium to light rain consistently. I mean, until that's kind of what it was. at least 12 p.m. Yeah. It didn't rain. There's no rain. It drizzled. I left, the, pu- I left the pups out this morning. House. Okay. Because <laughs> I left the pups out this morning. And, and like seven something. And yeah, the whole, our patio was covered, was like, not, not uh, covered, well, but it was damp. And I was like, what? Because we had literally well, just looked at the weather yesterday. It wasn't supposed to have any yeah, precipitation Yeah, we didn't get any of that. But I mean, it's not enough to count. Maybe it's just a already. flock of birds came to your patio and like spit on it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems more likely. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly like what the happened. Right, yeah. <laughs> science. Hashtag science. science. It happens. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so we've got a great episode coming up for you today, but... Where can you listen to this episode? Well, that's a great question because you can listen to episodes of Team Chat Podcast every Tuesday morning when they come out at 9 a.m. Central Time. And you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that are in the description below. Also, if you want to help make the show bigger, you can find us on social media. Wow. Not having my headphones on today. I'm trying something new today, everybody, for audio listeners. And like trying to balance. I want everybody in the comments to just be like, whoa, are those Jared's ears? (laughs) I know. How many people are going to be like, Jared has an earring? that you have ears and an (laughs) earring. Constantly covered by headphones. We should have just done like little prosthetic elf ears. That would have been hilarious. very small so that it's like, I just always, I just have like the tiny, yeah, like, point. does Jared naturally have tiny little <laughs> elf ears? And that's why he wears the headphones? Yeah, because I'm very be self-conscious about yeah, my, my little elf ears. But no, Social I'm media. trying something new, you know, as like the the one-man audio engineer and all I don't that stuff of that this. Like, I don't mess with that I was just telling Mogan before, it's like something that probably no one else hears, but I hear. Just like the slightest, like our mics like overlapping and stuff like that. So I'm trying out, mostly me. I hear me on her microphone and all that stuff. So I'm, been, I'm like trying something new. We're maybe not having the headphones on and feeling like I'm having to talk over ourselves. And I maybe have a little quieter register. So you know what I mean? And maybe that'll help. So I'm just, trying something new. But I've lost my safety blanket. I'm like I'm like Linus without his blue blankie. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, They're I, sitting right here so I can have quick oh, access okay. to them. Yeah, just in case. Just, just in case. case. But that messed up my the flow of what I was going for. It's not Patreon time yet. It's you can find us on social media okay. at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server where we have a lot of great fun gaming conversations and conversations about not gaming related topics when we're not here recording the show. And finally. If you want to help make the show bigger and better, just like Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Ben W, Michael B, Future Rascal, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done, you can go over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show. And in return, we're not there yet. We're not I there. I know, I know. <laughs> you know it's for the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before the general Tuesday release, access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery. 
and a lot of the extra goodies along Talk the way. Faster. Here but comes the heart. If you can't do that, that's no big deal because you can support us in many other ways, such as telling your friends, writing us a review, subscribing or review, listen to or watch the episode online. We love you all and thank you all for patrons and viewers, listeners alike. Heart emojis. There it is. There we Boom. go. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Audio listeners are probably like, what the what is fuck happening? is going on over there today? I just couldn't, I just couldn't keep it in. You couldn't hold, you yeah, couldn't could, hold back the hearts anymore. Back. She's just over here like struggling. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to do it Anyways. but yes we thank you and uh thank you very, very much all listeners viewers patrons alike we, we heart you all but before we get into the main topic of the day because we got to get this show back yeah, on the got, rails we got stuff to talk about let's get a little bit of news and what's coming out soon okay in our so with Mogan. as of today october 12th all of the following are back back for blood and the oh. four is stylized as a number yep. back for blood is available for ps5 xbox series xns ps4 xbox one and pc disco elysium the final cut is out for almost was it already available it for be. PlayStation? Yes. Okay. Then I think it this is, is Switch. This is the Xbox and oh. Switch versions. Okay. So Xbox Series X and S, the One and the Switch, all available for the final cut of Disco Elysium. Monster Crown for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Ori the Collection? Oh, is it Whoa! both games together? Oh, I guess so. How exciting. Damn. So Ori the Collection exclusively for Switch. Check that out. Nice. And then on October 13th, we've got Slender, The Arrival. Uh-oh. If that's not about Slender Man, I'm going to be has to, it right? has to be right. There's no way. <laughs> Slender The Arrival, available for iOS and Android. A, a straight rare up mobile mobile only game. Huh. Is that the first time a mobile only game has actually I made think it into so. the this list? This might be the That's first time. <laughs> I guess I'll have to check it out. <laughs> anyway, so October 14th, we've got Dungeon Encounters for the PS4, Switch, and PC. Also on the 14th, Jackbox Party Pack 8. People love that there, Jackbox. And this one's available for literally everything. All of the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, the Switch, and the PC. Not iOS and Android, but it probably will be eventually because most of the other Jackbox Party Packs are available on mobile devices as well. Nice. So The Rift Breaker is out for PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC on the 14th as well. And then on the 15th, we have Crisis with a Y instead of an I. But which Wait, one? The remaster? Crisis Two, Remastered Trilogy. Ooh. There we go. So Crisis Remastered Trilogy for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles. That's uh, look at how many dashes are in that name. So many. That's too many. Anyways, Demon Slayer, and I'm going to shorten this too, the Hinokami Chronicles is out for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And then, oh God, I might as well just skip over it because it's literally a scam. NHL 22. Who cares? I'm not even going to tell you what platforms it's out for because it's not a real game. game. Uh, The Good Life is available for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and that gets us through the end of the week. Very cool, very cool. So mentioning about this mobile game that we were just saying that it was like the one, I just wanted to give a little... Shout out slash point out here because I don't know if we've actually ever talked about it on the show that you're actually doing this, but I just want the good people to know that you, Mogan, are yes. a writer as well as what you talk about on games here you, uh, on Team Chat Podcast. I am, indeed. but you're also now writing reviews and have been for the last few months of writing reviews for AndroidCentral.com I for write their mobile games about mobile gaming, and it really has like changed my opinion on mobile games because turning yes, around to it, like they're I mean, they're good. Oh yeah, I love them. Yeah, like. Uh, it's it's a lot like Steam, actually. It's very much the Steam experience of it's 
full of garbage. Right. There's just trash out the wazoo that you just have to sift through because under all that garbage are actually a lot of genuinely good games. Nice. And you just have to open your mind and see the possibilities, man. <laughs> and also be willing to mo more likely than not actually pay usually less than $5 for the good quality games. And I'm not talking about like microtransactions out the wazoo. Right, like, like full complete experience. You can experiences. purchase complete experience games on your phone and many of them are very good. Nice. So anyways, thank you for the so, shout yeah, out. Just check, it, check out more Bogus Work because uh, knocking it out of the park. It's just going to be about to be the biggest name in, in gaming news. Just so, just so you know, I don't know what the hell this Slenderman game is. It is about Slenderman. Uh, apparently, it's also. Oh, this is a port. Uh, this was released way back in 2013. So oh, wow. I don't feel bad okay. for not knowing about this. <laughs> that was a long ass yeah. time ago. Uh, and it was for the Switch. Oh, it's now on. Uh, it's now on the Switch. It's available for Microsoft platforms, Mac OS, the Xbox 360, and the Wii U. Oh, so which it's, it's, thro they, it's throwing they it back. They put it on everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So this happens to horror movies all the time, so yeah. I don't really take this into account. It only has a 6.5 out of 10 on IGN, but again. Anything in the horror genre is significantly up for a personal review. So I don't know. I guess I'll have to play this. Yeah. It is Give October it and I've been writing about exclusively scary games this whole month. There you go. So I guess I have to play this. You do. Anyways. It's, it's, you got to do it. You got to right, do I'll it. I'll go look it up in the Play Store. All right. But speaking also well, of, of mobile <laughs> games and everything, this reminded me of a news story from the last week. Apple made more money on games than Sony Microsoft and Nintendo, I want to say combined. That's not surprising, dude. It's like that. That stat blew me away. Where it's at. That, like they, <laughs> that was the money maker more than all these others. But anyway, I saw that. That was a super cool thing. But yeah, since we we're talking about mobile games, had to let the people know that if they need more Mogan Thank in you. their lives, go check out her your reviews because they're great. But moving on to the main topic of the day, which. Hey, guess what? Perfect segue. You're going to get to hear another review. Yeah. Well, first impressions, I guess, technically. Yeah, it's first impressions. Very light first impressions because I really don't want to give much away at all of Metroid Dread. Man, this is exciting. Game of the year 2021, Is it already? Baby. Well, I've barely made it. I, I've <laughs> but, only made it. But still, it, like some yeah. of those games, like you start it and you're, you're immediately just like, oh, this is it. I mean, it obviously is, yeah. but... <laughs> So yeah, we're going to talk about Metroid Dread today. And awesome. first of all, so this is something that I actually didn't know beforehand. Even though I kind of vaguely knew the studio, I didn't realize that um, Mercury, what did I say? Mercury. Oh crap, I forgot. Oh God. <laughs> you Mer literally said it to me right before we started recording. Mercury Steam? Is that yes. them? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, Mercury Steam. So Mercury Steam is the developer behind the Metroid Samus Returns game on the old 3DS. Mm -hmm old 3ds i still have mine and it works wonderfully you know i just found the other day in my closet sorry your vita, vita? Yeah. ah yeah nice <laughs> so speaking of mobile games the ps yeah <laughs> so mercury steam is the developer behind samus returns which was an awesome game mm -hmm. we reviewed that a long, long time, time ago, ago and i've heard you talk yeah. about it and and it's glowingly excellent. tons of times it's yeah. one of the best handheld metroids i think they've ever made uh so to see them come back again and this was obvious from the first screenshots we ever got like the first promo material for metroid dread it was very clear that they were this that they were still the developer behind the series right so mercury steam partnered with nintendo once again to make metroid dread which unlike samus returns which was 
was a reboot a reboot of Metroid 2, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metroid Dread is strictly a new entry into the Metroid series, That's which exciting. is really exciting. And what's more exciting about it is that it's actually on the Switch, a widely available console yep. that everybody and their mother and their grandma and their brother, they all have it. So Wait, you mean not everybody has PS5s and Xbox Series You know, incredibly X's? not. Wow. I don't know if you've heard. There's a bit of a supply chain <laughs> management issue there. I know this might be news to you. This is a quick tangent. Did you see that I posted on Facebook the other day? It was like October 6th or something. Yeah. That it was officially the one year anniversary yes, I did of when see I had that. last said that, oh, couldn't get a ps5 guess i'll wait it's been a year i gotta say the year of having the ps5 went by so quick like we're already back to like where it began oh my like a year into its life cycle that's nuts it is insane yeah and still people can't get them specifically me uh it's just you bro mogan and father mike just mike plays yeah it will and michael boyd too and michael boyd everybody else anyways whatever i'm not mad about it but the whole point of my bringing up Mercury Steam was that <laughs> they're a Spanish developer. Very cool. They're based in Madrid, Spain. They're, they're among the likes of Tequila Works, the other Spanish developer that I deeply love. Oh, yeah. They did Rhyme, right? They did Rhyme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and The Sexy Brutale, mm. uh, a game that I still haven't been able to go back and play, but dear God, I still want to. I'll get there someday, everybody. Just hang on to your butts. <laughs> so, Mercury Steam, developers of Metroid Dread, uh, already an incredibly good game. So the first thing that you need to know is that I'm going to only really be talking about stuff that happens either in trailers that you can clearly see for yourself on the YouTube and whatever, or stuff that happens in probably the first two hours. Okay. So the Metroid handheld games are really not that long. Samus Returns, you probably could have finished if you weren't bad at it in maybe 10 to 15 that hours. That is the key. Yeah, it took me <laughs> way longer. I, I was about to say, like, that feels mm, like that I'd be, yeah, I would not be hitting those in that, that time. I think for Samus Returns, I put in minimum 25 hours mm, okay. and Maybe 20 to 25, but it definitely felt like about that long. I'm kind of expecting the same from Metroid Dread. Don't know if that's true because I haven't looked it up. I've intentionally learned nothing about the game other than my own experience and what's in trailers. So that's exactly what we're going to be talking about is just initial first impressions, how it plays, and a base setup for what's going on. Very cool. So let's talk about what's going on first. So this is something that (laughs) I guess I maybe haven't played... I feel like this was new because when it happened, I was like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) So the game opens and of course, Samus is a silent protagonist. She does not talk. And that's true in this game as well, but there's text happening on the screen kind of over static images, just sort of giving you a a base setup to here's what's going on in Metroid Dread. We need to give you a little bit of background so that you can go into this world and know what's happening. So the gist is that a long ass time ago, Probably not that long ago. Samus actually probably isn't that old. Some years ago, uh, Samus fought back something called the X-Parasites. Basically, these parasites that were able to clone and sort of replicate replicate the DNA of anything they encounter. So that's how you get like Samus's clone, like mm-hmm. Dark Samus, that right. kind of thing. That's actually from Metroid 2, but don't worry about it. You get the you get the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's evil Samus and it looks just like her, but it's not. It's an ex-parasite. Okay. So the ex-parasites are also the natural enemy of the Metroids themselves. So they like the Metroids I think eat 
X parasites or something. I was barely paying attention. <laughs> I was like, skip it. Get I don't care game. about Let's this. Go. So anyways, Metroids and X parasites are each other's natural enemy. Samus accidentally came into contact with an X parasite and in the process of saving her, they injected her with a bunch of Metroid DNA. Oh, so that she now seem... actually has the DNA of the Metroids themselves, which I guess makes sense. She, she, they're, they're her old family. Hello, <laughs> darkness, my <laughs> old friend. <laughs> Anyways, so the point is Samus is awesome and she's great and now she's chock full of Metroid DNA. Which, interestingly enough, and I love that they did this, and this actually applies to one of the mechanics of the game, Metroids themselves are very susceptible to ice. They don't like being cold. It okay. slows them down. And in the games, it's one of the most effective weapons against them are ice weapons. So uh, she is now very susceptible to the cold. <laughs> so she, she can't stand being cold. Catch 22. Yeah, catch 22. <laughs> and I'm like, you and me both, Samus. I, ha- I also hate being cold. So the point is, ex-parasites are it is supposedly extinct because Samus went to the planet where the ex-parasites were and exploded them. No, wait. It so was it's, like so the rest of the universe is like everyone liked that when yeah. the ex-parasites were destroyed. Exactly. Okay, yeah, cool. everyone enjoyed that. And actually, she didn't blow up their planet exactly. They were on, I think, a satellite or a space station. And she was like, what if, galaxy brain here, what if I crash the whole space station into a planet and destroy both of them? <laughs> it's like, okay, Samus, whatever. Pop off. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So the point is they believe that the ex-parasites were destroyed. And now the Galactic Federation, which is the sort of, you know, like military galaxy force that employs Samus as a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, Samus, sweetie, honey, we actually need your help again because we got this mysterious video sent to us by we don't know who. And the video clearly shows shows a living ex-parasite oh, out no. in the wild and oh, no. that's bad for all of us so we're gonna need you to go to this planet where we know the video was taken and we just sort of need you to do some investigating and samus is like sure what i can't do I, this i need a paycheck i'll do that but before they sent samus the galactic federation sent a team of six emmy e-m-m-i Okay. Unknown what the EMMI stands for because it always it, it's always stylized as E.M.M.I. Okay. Sure. Very whatever. much. Mis- but they're just called the Emmy. And the yeah. game even in audio calls them the Emmy. So I know I'm not pronouncing it wrong for once. Anyways, the Emmy are these really tall, scary looking. Oh, I wish we actually had gotten one of your droids out. Is that I one of the like, like what the, what came as the. Uh, are the Emmys what like came as part of the Amiibo pack with the like special like yes. the, the big like r- crawling robotic? Yes, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. From like the trailer and everything. That yeah, yeah. So these are the these are the. Got I it. don't want to call them creatures because they're not their robots. They're, like they're robots. robots. Yeah. yeah. So they're basically investigation robots mm-hmm. is kind of their protocol. So they have these big needles that can eject out of their heads. Don't like that. To take samples oh, okay. of stuff. Because they're meant to be for like research <laughs> sure. purposes. So before they sent Samus, they sent these six Emmy to this planet. They were like, all right, you guys go in there, use your space face needles, mm-hmm. your face, you know, face needles. Everybody's got them. Yep. Use your face needles to figure out what's going on with these X parasites and then report back to us. Unfortunately, all six of the Emmy stopped communicating uh, with the home base pretty much as soon as they got there. That's not good. Not good, because they're basically giant, scary robot spider death machines with needles in their faces. They're very terrifying. 
Uh, yeah, so the Emmy are incommunicative, and they're like, well, shit, we gotta pay Samus again. Get her in there so that she can actually do the job that we need done, because we done effed it up the first time around. <laughs> so Samus is going to this planet, and this is kind of one of the things that I didn't like about this game. The lead-up to this, as they're explaining all of this, it's not immediately clear, but the text on the screen is actually being told from Samus's perspective, because eventually you see her start to use I, like like the, oh yeah, me, I'm going there, and it, yeah. I don't like that. You like it I all, know, yeah, not I her know, speaking, not her from her viewpoint. I know it's a viewpoint. very small thing to be annoyed by, but I can't really remember that happening yeah. in the past, of it being like first person perspective, me, I, Samus as a fully functioning thinking person. Sure. Like Link doesn't do that shit, and that's why we all love him. <laughs> Mario right. doesn't do that, and that's why we like him too. So and it, it, it's a small thing to be like, whoa, I don't like I don't much like that. But the game quickly leaves that behind as the action actually picks up. Samus is on her way to the planet ZDR, which is where the Emmy supposedly are. Mm -hmm. the, not the Emmy. The Emmy are definitely there, where the X parasites supposedly are. So she lands on the planet. You know, uh, I think she may be crashing. No, she doesn't. She doesn't crash at first. So it's a little disjointed how they tell this through a very cool cutscene. But eventually you piece together that Samus has woken up in the depths of the planet because when she arrived on ZDR, and this is a very mild spoiler. Mm -hmm. Again, it happens in the first 10 minutes Take of the Take off game. your headphones right now. But if you don't want to hear this, just tune it out for five seconds. When she arrives on the planet, she delves down into the depths through a functioning elevator that has Kozo imagery on Ooh. it. I will not be calling them the Chozo, and that's a Chozoice. <laughs> Get it? A choice? <laughs> ah, I'm so funny. Anyways... I think Chozo is a stupid word, so I'm going to keep saying Kozo, and you can't stop me. You can't change my mind, man. Okay. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> she goes down this uh, Kozo elevator into the depths of the planet. Uh, the Kozo are, of course, a super advanced alien race that raised Samus. They're the ones who gave her her gigantic armor in the first place. Very so that's cool. all Kozo tech. And that's why all of her stuff works with Kozo ruins when she gets there, because it's their technology. But I gotta say, Kozo sounds like a giant bird they are oh have you never seen the kozo no oh my god they're like bird-like people okay so i do have to say that for anybody listening i have not played a metroid game yeah like i've dabbled played like two seconds here and there of like metroid prime mm. and stuff like that but like i have not played metroid so i'm very i and i know that's like a mark but like against my gaming history but still like i i know i've missed out i do really want to play dread though it's also not your fault and this is something that we were talking about over on the discord the other day because the Metroid series officially has been tragically out of the immediate public eye right. after Metroid Prime. So the Prime series, Prime 1, 2, and 3, those are the world's greatest games ever made for the GameCube. So right. this was GameCube and kind of into the beginnings of the Wii era. And for clarification... The Prime games are like first person. Yes. Okay. So the Prime games are first person, which was kind of new for Metroid. Mm -hmm. And then after that, Metroid went in either fully to the handheld. So there were quite a few Game Boy and DS games that were all about Metroid, which some of which were good, some of which were just okay. Right. I think maybe a few were bad. I don't remember if people liked Hunters or not. You'll have to remind me. I played it and didn't finish it, so I guess I didn't like it very much. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so other than that, there were a few other attempts at console Metroids again. 
unfortunately Metroid Other M, which I think is one of the games that we talked about hating the most yeah, ever. Yeah, in like our uh, best and worst of a series yeah, episode. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you're right. It was that one. So Metroid Other M garnered a lot of hate for good reason. Mm -hmm. That that was a well-founded campaign of nobody likes this. We do not (laughs) enjoy this. So many people called it an attempt at character assassination on Samus and I would have to agree with that. Again, Samus shouldn't talk. Oh, and that's the game where she talks. That's the game where she talks. It's like, no. No, no, we we, don't. Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) So Other M came out and did terribly. So I think that's kind of why you haven't seen much, much Metroid on main consoles that was a hard sense to say they were like we got to take a pause then, yeah. we got to reset figure out what we're doing and with of course series. Metroid Prime 4 they like did a brief 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 teaser for it what at least three years ago now three or four years ago yes just like time. just show the title yeah, card. That's just it. the title card no information about it since then so what i'm what i'm getting at is it's not your fault that you haven't played many metroid games because they've actually been hard to get your hands on right if you didn't have a gamecube and play them at the time or if you didn't have a wii and you got the remastered trilogy available for the wii mm-hmm. there really aren't that many main console-based titles that you could have played in Metroid. You could have been much more active with it like me if you had a 3DS. Right. But you you don't have a 3DS, yeah, no, so, well, so it's it's not your bad. But now that it's back on consoles and a popular one at that, not the Wii U, which was a miserable failure, now that it's on a successful console, I feel like at least my hope is that this is the injection of hype and revitalization for the Metroid series that's going to give Metroid Prime for that boost. Mm-hmm. My hope is that this is the boost that they need to get Retro Studios to get their asses in gear and get Prime. Just, just, just work on it. That's all I mean, I'm asking. I would think, surely, yes, that that's going to be happening. And I know that like Metroid Four uh, is going is like still being worked on because I know I've seen yeah. stuff with Retro recently. In fact, like within the last couple of months, like saying like they're either a hiring for positions to exactly. work on the game and stuff like that. So we know it's coming. But like, I think how they brought about Dread and announced Dread, because it was only announced at a direct it two months ago. It was quick. Like, yeah, dr- it was they, they fast. were like, here's a game you haven't heard about, and it's coming very soon. It's like, hell yeah. And when we mean soon, like literally two months <laughs> yeah. from today. Yeah. yeah. And like, even when you said, like, I, last episode, I think, when you said that it was coming out in the moment with Mogan, I was like, wait, what already? Because I thought for sure it was a late uh, October game. No, early October. And to be fair, that's kind of true of Nintendo's MO. Mm -hmm. They really don't like to announce main IPs, like their intellectual property, which Metroid falls under. They don't like to announce those too early. That's just not a Nintendo move. Yeah. I would say that it's kind of unusual that they announced Breath of the Wild 2 as early as they did because again we haven't heard much about that game at all right we've heard a little bit but not much so it's just sort of their their mo maybe they've like kind of long ass time to learn a little bit though too because yeah because they did that with breath of the wild too they announced it really early but then they also announced way too early i think bayonetta 3 and metroid 4 oh yeah like those three games i think they were like oh whoops (laughs) (laughs) let's let's uh it back a little bit here (laughs) yeah so, uh, anyways, back to Samus. Back to back to back the to action. It, back to it. Let's go. So, Samus has arrived on this planet. She goes down this Kozo Tech elevator to the bowels of this planet, ZDR. And when she gets to the bottom, 
the first thing she encounters is not an Emmy. Uh-oh. Much like the uh, the trailers kind of imply. No, she gets down into this cool ass looking room with like a big bridge in the mi- in the middle over nothing. Everybody loves bridges. Yeah. And on the other side is a big ass living Kozo question mark. Oh. Which is new. Yeah. We have encountered the Kozo before. As ghosts. So in Metroid Prime, it I think it was also one. I think it was Prime 1 and maybe also Prime 2. Can't I can't remember for Prime the for Prime 3, but there's eventually a visor that you get in Metroid Prime called the Echo Visor. Okay. Uh, it basically allows you to see things that are invisible, which includes the Kozo ghosts, because you literally fight ghosts of the Kozo. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but you do it. So the implication is that the Kozo may or may not be extinct. Mm. Nobody really knows where they went. I they see. just left behind all of these ancient ruins, and it's like, huh, what happened to that super advanced race? They're, they kind of got the Atlantis treatment. Okay. Where they go? Yeah, they're just gone. So to see one, maybe, and uh, this isn't like, I'm, I'm not fully confirmed that this is actually the case yet, because obviously this is a, a mystery that's going to unravel in the game, but you encounter what appears to be a living Kozo, and it, oh, just like Samus, this was one of the coolest parts, just like Samus it has her like arm cannon because it's their tech right right so this giant kozo so the kozo are giant bird people so they have these big scary beaks they kind of have they they stand upright and they Mm -hmm. don't have wings but they have really elongated slender arms and legs they have really like kind of gaunt uh midsections and then they have these bird-like heads so to see a kozo with an arm cannon and a badass cape and like some killer armor on yeah. is wild. And Samus does not greet this Kozo as a friend. Uh, it's like, uh... You're not supposed to be well, yeah, here. Yeah, what are you doing here, bro? <laughs> and she kind of like gets her arm cannon ready and the Kozo's like, oh, you want to fight with arm cannons, do you? Our tech that we gave you? Obviously, there's no talking here. I'm just inferring what's happening. Uh, so they start having a badass fight. Nice. And it's fully animated cutscene, and it looks great. So cool. And I was like, this is what I wanted at the very beginning of the game. Instead of that weird text, you should have skipped straight to this. But that's that's a minor complaint. So her and the Kozo are having it out. She seems to be doing okay, but then the Kozo sort of activates like a super weapon, basically, and Samus can't deal with that. And the Kozo grabs her by the neck, hoists her up, because again, the Kozo are very, very tall. It's like compared to Samus, and she's like eight feet tall on her own. She's huge in the armor. Right. Uh, The Kozo's got to be at least 10 or 12 feet tall, I would guess. Uh, So it's huge. Okay. So it grabs her by the neck, lifts her up. It does something to her. You are not sure what, but she blacks out. And when she wakes up, she's not in her various suit, her main armor set, the orange armor that you've seen with the big old shoulder pads. And this is the classic staple of the Metroid games. They literally cannot function without this incredible trope. All of her power-ups are gone. Oh, no. Her main armor's gone. She's got, like, this weird scrubby armor on that's got, like, blue, almost, uh, you know, the texture of muscles? Yes. It's got, like, musculature all over the place. Okay. And it's white and blue and oh, so nice of the red. big Kozo to give her... I mean, it gave her something, and she's <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about this. So it took all all of her main armor's gone, all of her weapons are gone. Classic. Hashtag classic. It's right. got to happen this way. The game even expressly describes it as physical amnesia. 
because Samus, by virtue of her ship, I know, right? I took a screenshot of it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to post on the Discord because I took a screenshot and I was like, really physical, physical amnesia. amnesia. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this was something that I was like, sure, <laughs> whatever you guys Go do, I don't care. Just make the game happen. So uh, Samus's ship has some sort of AI built into it called Adam, and Adam talks to her, but it's kind of like a C-3PO sort of deal. Yeah. It talks, and it is using human English, but it clearly is a it, it's an AI. It's a robot. Yeah. So the the robot contacts her down in the depths of this thing through, I don't know, computers, Kozotech, don't think about it too hard. And Adam's like, wow, physical amnesia, huh? Sucks. We've been here before, I feel like. This seems familiar. <laughs> he doesn't Fortunately, say Fortunately, <laughs> it's not mental amnesia. Yeah, we know how to get out of this situation. Yeah, we've been here, done that. So Adam is unfortunately a piece of the tutorial that I do not like because he over-explains things. Yeah. It's like, you're an AI. Shut up. Stop let talking me to me. Learn. Yeah, let me learn the stuff. So Adam basically comes over the comms and he's like, hey, so I noticed that all of your weapons and power are gone. That sucks. Also, you're still trapped in the depths of this planet and the Kozo elevator got knocked out in the process of Samus and the Kozo warrior fighting. Mm. So she's got to get back up to the service to get back to her ship because you still don't know what's going on with the ex-parasites. You don't know what happened to the Emmy and you got attacked by a Kozo warrior. Shit's going down. A lot of mysteries that need solving. So Adam's like, dude, just get back to the surface. You just got to get back up here. Chop, chop, lady. And actually, that reminds me, that was not on purpose. Adam calls Samus lady with a capital L. Like Lady Samus, like in a kind of oh. very butlery way. Okay, but it'll be like blah blah blah, like AI speech, comma Lady, and it's like oh, that's cr- get back to your ship, yeah. Lady. That's huh. weird, huh. and he he's not like sarcastic <laughs> at all. It's just weird to see Samus called like Milady. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny, Milady Samus. Milady Samus. So she's trying to get back to the surface of the planet to get back to her ship. And in the process, you come across the Emmy. Oh. Just like you've seen in all the trailers. And they are a key a key piece of this game. So now let's talk about the gameplay. Sure. Which is excellent. Okay. So the very shortest version I can say about the gameplay is if you played Samus Returns, you know exactly what the game is about. The mechanics and the control scheme are dead on, exactly the same as Samus Returns. So Samus, this is a a 2D platforming game. So unlike in Metroid Prime, this is not a first person. Mm -hmm. This is 2D third person platforming. So Samus has her arm cannon, of course. She can jump and over the course of the game, she'll get various power ups that give her a lot of other uh, both mobility and attack power. And defensive capabilities in some cases. So the planet is, of course, crawling with both regular enemies and literally crawling with Emmy. And the game explains that the Emmy, something's wrong with them. They're clearly not behaving the way their protocol was meant to have them behave. And now you're sort of in this tech dungeon hmm. i don't really know what to call it you're in what clearly was at some point either a kozo station or a research station sure. it's full of kozo junk that's really kind of all you need to know uh so you're going through the depths of this facility we'll call it a facility uh, and as you do you you have no choice but to encounter the emmy uh they are just they come upon you and you're like fuck i am <laughs> fucked <laughs> So the Emmy uh, have been corrupted, you assume maybe by the ex-parasites, and now they sort of patrol specific areas of the map just in loops. Okay. So their their behavioral movements kind of change every now and then, but the, the gist is that if an Emmy 
catches on to the fact that you're in its zone, mm -hmm. it will doggedly pursue you until it loses sight of you or it gets you and kills you. Oh, damn. So is it like a one hit kill kind of thing? Like it if it is. catches you, you're just done. So here's the thing. And I, I didn't exactly read into these too much because I didn't want to know too much about the game. But James Kimball, fan of the show uh, and active up, member James of the K? Discord. Thank you, James. Uh, he posted a reference to an article that was some, you know, reviewer or some, some uh, game journalist, maybe just even a player. I don't know who. Someone was basically saying Metroid Dread is too hard. I was going to ask yeah. you about that. I was about to ask. That's like been the, the question that I've been waiting to, to pop so to you the whole funny. time is just like, yeah. is this game like I've been seeing everywhere. It's super hard. Is it hard? It's not harder than Samus Returns. Okay. It is. It's the same game. And Samus Returns was kind of hard. Yeah. It's not and even, even that. It's not that hard. <laughs> People are making. It just like has a, uh, does it even have like a strong learning curve? Is it easy to you because you're so familiar with the series? I or will say that. Like if, if I picked this up. You, today would I be like trouble. oh snap I'm gonna you have might a have time. a little trouble for a couple of reasons now I can understand at least the accessibility factor of it sure. because it does heavily rely on quick reaction times mm. so if you're not physically able to input some pretty quick reaction times to literally save yourself from dying it's probably going to be nearly an impossible game for you to complete okay that being said that's the point of the game I mean, frankly, that's the point of the game. It's like you can't make Hollow Knight less hard than it is. Right. You can't make Sekiro less hard than it is. That's just sort of the point of the game. I feel like I've, I've seen a, a discussion coming up recently in game stuff because I, I know that a lot of people will be like, hey, uh, did anybody expect Kana to be this hard? Because like Kana's been a, a difficult. I know I'm playing on a harder difficulty, but still, like I've been surprised by its jumps in, in difficulty as the game goes on. But so it's like kind of like... But does that mean a game's bad if it's really hard? Or does it just mean like, or it's like, is that any, because I know that like that was a thing of the older games, especially when they couldn't physically make the games, these big, huge experiences, they had to make them hard because they had to do something to like grab you and to like the early, the early yeah. Mario's and stuff like that. Like they had to be like, this game has to be hard because we can only do so much in this little memory this stick. tiny space. That <laughs> you know what got. I mean? Yeah. So like it's, it's. One of those things of a game being too hard, maybe that's just, you know, kind of thing. Like in my head, maybe then that's just not your type of game if you're getting frustrated exactly. by yeah. like a, a game that has incredibly difficult. Like I know to stay away from uh, Soulsborne games. Me too. Those are going to kill me. I, I don't want, I'm <laughs> like, not about that life. I'm not about yeah. that life. You know, I'll play the Soulsborne lights like Kana, like Jedi Fallen Order. But yeah. no, am I going to those, those games? No, I'm not. And I, I agree with you. I think that every game has its own audience and its own purpose. And I just... I just don't believe that every game should appeal to every player. Yeah. Like Wandersong is a great example of the polar opposite of that. It has very, very light gameplay, period. Yeah. And that does not appeal to many, many gamers. It's a highly accessible game. Does that mean everybody's going to want to play it? No. I probably not don't every play game is, yeah. yeah, not every game is meant for every player, and I think that's okay. Now, one thing that probably could be improved is... 
It is true that with Kena, there are difficulty levels, and you can select what level right. there is. There's no such option in Metroid. It's Dread. just a hard set, like, it's, this it's, is the difficulty. Yeah, just this is the game. There's no difficulty setting, because this is literally the game. Right. So when I'm envisioning a potentially, like, easier mode of Metroid, kind of the only things that I could think of that would make it easier would be to automatically give Samus more health. Because she, you know, she can take a few hits before she's out, even right. at just one energy tank. So maybe you could make it to where she just takes less damage overall or make the enemies less aggro. Yeah. I don't know. But circling back to the key piece of the game, the Emmy, because the, the regular scrubby enemies, like standard uh, aliens and stuff, they're not hard to deal with at all. It's just like pew, 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 you're done. Blaze yeah. on through. The Emmy are specifically supposed to be super, super strong, incredibly fast. They will one hit kill you. And if one of them catches you, you are virtually guaranteed to die. Mm -hmm. The game expressly tells you, okay, like, and this is the this is the tutorial talking. Hey, uh, te Samus, technically, um, you can counter that Emmy when it tries to needle you in the face with its face needle. Yeah, you technically can counter that. The chance that you will be able to do so is one percent. Oh, you have a ninety-nine percent chance, and it phrases it that way. There's a ninety-nine percent chance that if an Emmy catches you, you will die, and that wow. has been my experience so far. <laughs> you have not successfully. I have not been able to successfully you've not been escape able to the be Emmy. One of the part you, of the one percent. I'm not part of the one percent. I'm part of the ninety-nine percent. But again, I don't even think that's a bad thing because that's the point of this particular game. It's right. called Metroid. Dread. It's supposed to be scary. It's supposed to be scary, and I totally get where they're going with this because the point is to put Samus kind of on the back foot. Right. It's to make it to where she's not the incredibly strong super soldier that she is at the end of every game. You are on the run from these creatures that you know you cannot fight. So until you maybe get some extra power-ups that enable you to take them on while you are ha while you have this weird scrub armor on that's not even yours, it's yeah. like, no. You'd run. You cannot engage with that creature and live. You got to get the heck out of Dodge. So it's a very fast paced game in that when you're in the sections that have an Emmy in it, they kind of work like um, echolocation. Okay. So if you're running around in an Emmy zone, because they're literally zones on the map, and you know the minute you walk into one because the music changes, like, the color palette why am changes. I so and you're full like, of oh, dread. God, yeah. It's supposed to be scary. Yeah. So when you enter an Emmy zone, you know an Emmy's in there. It's very, very clear what's happening, but you don't necessarily know where it is until you hear it coming. I love this part of the That's game because cool. they make this kind of constant beeping noise yeah. that is very specific to them and they make that clanking clacking sound of them walking around. So you can hear them coming and you just kind of have to hold still and hope that they don't come into your path because if an Emmy doesn't see or hear you, it's just going to go around you. Mm -hmm. So if you're like hold up on, under, under a corner or a ledge or a wall and an Emmy just sort of passes right over you naturally on its path, sweet. You wait for it to go away. It's beeps and clicks fade. And then you go and then you keep going. Can they double back? Like if they double back. Oh. So if you move and you are too close to an Emmy, you, you can even like see it visually. Samus's uh, footsteps will kind of make like a ping ping because that indicates the Emmy has hurt you. Ah. It now knows that something is there. It's still not in full aggro mode. It's sort of trying to track down the source of that sound, but it'll speed up. It'll pick up pace and it'll try to come find what's making that 
that noise. I need to know what's over there. And you have to like get out the way. You have yeah. to move, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> so you have to run. And if you don't run fast enough or if you accidentally run in the wrong direction, like I've done many, many times, and you Whoops. run face first into the Emmy, you're like, hey, bro. Just right into that needle. Yeah, just right into that needle. It will turn red and it's fully aggroed and it will pursue you to the ends of the earth or the end of its zone. Because if you can get out of an Emmy zone, even if it's actively locked onto you, once you leave that zone, it cannot follow you. Oh, okay. So, well, that's good. Yeah. So <laughs> Some that, kind so of that's escape. the point is that you have to be able to escape its zone. But if you're in that zone and it, it catches on to your presence, it's going to try to find out where you are. If it finds you, it's going to chase you around the whole map and there's nothing you can do about oh, it. Oh, damn. So it's, it does an incredibly good job of building... Dread. A sense of dread. He <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> so again, I don't think that that's even, a, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yes, it's hard. And if the Emmy catches you, you're dead and you have to go back to your latest save point and start over again. But again, that's, that's the point. Yeah. That's the point of the game. And if that doesn't sound appealing to you, this game isn't for you. Move on. <laughs> you just move right along. But other than the Emmy and sort of how they behave and working around them, the other mechanics feel great. Nice. It feels exactly like Samus Returns in that Samus feels really fast. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I could actually say in the Prime series is very different. Okay. You felt slow in Prime. At least I felt like that, uh, especially when you're in water. Dear God, you're slow. I always felt that in Metroid Prime, Samus felt very slow and very heavy, which made sense because she's bogged down with a giant suit of armor. Right. She probably should be a little bit slow. In Samus Returns and in Metroid Dread, she she feels really fast. And once you get ahead of steam going, you can just pew, 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 pew. It's almost like Sonic. You can just go all over the place. So it feels excellent in terms of your mobility. The jumps are really responsive. The wall jumps behave exactly like they're supposed to. But it does have a fair amount of uh, precision. Like mm -hmm. you need to actually make sure that you're hitting the double jump button on a wall when you hit the wall at the right time. Otherwise, you're just going to kind of slide down it. Sure. So you still you still have to be able to hit the buttons correctly to be able to fun uh, get around the map. Then her weapons, of course, you've got her arm cannon, which is just why pew pew pew. And then uh, you also have if you hold down the right the right shoulder. That opens up her missiles. So if you hold down right and hit Y, it fires off a missile. That's one of her most basic weapons. The other ones that I think are really fun in this game are if you're running into a wall and it ends, but there's a tunnel under it, you can hit ZL to slide in there. Ooh, that's how you frequently cool. escape the Emmy. You're like, ha ha, bitch, yeah. see ya. <laughs> peace. Yeah, peace out. It's awesome. Nice. So she can do these cool ass slides. Um, she can also, what's the other thing I'm trying to get to? Aim. Mm. So most of the time, if Samus is shooting, she shoots in a straight line. So again, it's a 2D platformer, so she goes pew, pew, pew. Or if you crouch, pew, 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 but at eye level. Uh, then if you actually want to be able to shoot into the space around you, at, like in an arcing motion, yeah. you just hold down the L button, and then you hold down L shoulder, and then use the L stick to aim a, a laser, basically, to aim down the sights and shoot at something that's in the air. The other thing that I am so glad they brought back from Samus Returns is her melee counter. Ah. So you can parry, you can counter enemies that are coming at you when they uh, when it's the exact right moment to parry them. And thankfully, you know, in you know the Souls games are mm -hmm. a great example of this. In Souls games, yes, enemies do have a very clear wind up, but what the timing of countering that attack is varies a lot. It just depends right. on the enemy, and it's really kind of hard to tell when you should be countering them. 
in, in, in Metroid Dread, I was going to say Samus Dread, in Metroid Dread, it's very obvious when you're supposed to counter an enemy. The question is, can you do it in time? Mm. Because they'll wind up for their attack, and then when they're about to attack you and you're supposed to counter, they do this kind of um, just sort of this shiny bling. It's a it's a visual indicator that hey a thing's about to happen you yeah. need to counter right now. Oh, that's kind of that, nice, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> nice. I will say that counter window is very short. When they do their shiny little bling, you have to counter immediately, mm-hmm. or you're gonna miss it. So that's probably one of the other areas that I would guess people are complaining about is too hard. Because like I said, that window of opportunity is short AF, and if you do it wrong, you're gonna take a hit. In the case of the enemy, the Emmy, you're gonna gonna die yeah in the case of most aliens you're not gonna die they're just gonna boop you a little and then you're like you son of a bitch and then you shoot them yeah and then you're fine (laughs) but the good part about doing the melee counter is that when you melee counter and samus just like swipes up her her arm cannon just bam bitch nice when you do that if you immediately hit the y button to fire her primary fire after that it kind of does a super attack So if you melee counter and then hit Y, it does a much more powerful blast than just her standard blast ammo. That's cool. So it's very cool. It is in most cases a one-hit kill. Not always, but like even bigger aliens, just sort of normal out and about in the world aliens. You can kill them almost immediately using a properly timed melee counter. In addition, when you melee counter to a kill, that enemy drops more stuff Ah. than an enemy that you kill in a standard way. Cool. So if you're really low on ammo and you need more missiles, if you melee counter and kill an enemy, you're probably going to get a crap ton of missiles out of that. So you get more health and more ammo, the better you're able to do those melee counters to kill. Oh, that's cool. That's a fun mechanic. It feels great. Great. I bet. I mean, when you is F that it up, is, is that parry mechanic the what allows you to have that one percent to avoid an Emmy? Okay, nice. Okay. So even the Emmy, when they get you, they do a. Va- it's again. It it's is, just like it is a hair's breadth of when you're supposed to be able to counter their face needle. How long do you think until we get a YouTube video or a run of somebody playing Metroid Dread and they one hundred percent parry everything? From the from the innies. I think that'll happen very quickly. <laughs> Most, somebody I, uh, somebody pe- out there is already like churning away. Yes, yeah, speedrunners in particular will probably have the least amount of trouble yeah. with this particular type of countering because again, it's, it's the the phrase I would use is pixel perfect. Mm-hmm. This isn't a pixelated game, but it's that kind of window. You have to be within the exact right, air quotes, pixel to be able to counter that strike and actually survive it. Now, with the Emmy, something that I kind of glossed over is even when you counter them, they don't die. You do not have weaponry that you can use to actively kill the Emmy unless you get something special to do it. So even if you counter them and you manage to get away from one, you still have to keep running. That that Emmy does not die. You you just got to counter and keep going. Sure. I only did it once correctly because it was the tutorial and the game clearly wanted you to do it correctly. But if you counter an Emmy, you then get to do a cool-ass slide under their giant legs and then you That's get to keep cool. running. So That's fun. really cool. I'll never do it again. So I won't be able <laughs> to see it You get your 1%. Yeah, you did it. I got it. my 1%. It was part of the tutorial. It'll never happen again. So right. that's awesome. Nice. You're like, bam! And then you slide under them and you keep running. Very cool. Uh, so in terms of the gameplay, I personally love it. I do think it's difficult, but I don't think it's too hard. Sure. I think that's horse apples. Uh, and if you're bad at video games, you know, sometimes it just be like that. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> games are hard and it's just not for you. So I, I feel I'm, I'm sorry if that's if that's the case, but 
just move on. This game is not for you. Uh, the atmosphere is excellent. The graphics are beautiful. Mm. Samus Returns already looked really good on the DS, but obviously on the Switch, everything is keyed up even more. Right. So the graphic, uh, like the art design, is exactly the same as Samus Returns, just better. It just looks better. And the cutscenes, the animated cutscenes that I've seen so far look awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see that Kozo Warrior again because it's whatever's going to happen, it's going to look great. Yeah. So the enemy designs are all really cool. It does a very good job of creating that sense of dread that it's trying to instill in you. Right. It feels great to play and just... The feeling, this is kind of like the Hollow Knight feeling, again, because it's a Metroidvania. The feeling of hitting the plus button to like, oh, I'm going to pull up the map. And there's so much blank space. <laughs> and then there's like this one tiny area of the map that's you. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, no. This <laughs> there's isn't a good lot for me. happening here. But I love that. Yeah. I love the potential of like, oh, there's so much map out there for me to discover. That's one of the that's one of the draws of Metroid games is completing the map, getting all the stuff, getting all the upgrades, finding all the secrets. And Dread is full of secrets and stuff that you can just sort of encounter by either accident or because you have good game sense yeah. and know where the secret stuff is going to be. So in terms of it, do I think it's delivering as an authentic Metroid experience? Absolutely. Good. In good. spades. So I am having a blast with it. I think it's going to be probably my game of the year i'm not gonna lie i okay. think i think it's probably just the type of game that i've been waiting for the kind of metroid that i've wanted to see on a, ma a major console for years and years and years and so far i could not be more pleased with it very nice it's hard but that's kind of the idea <laughs> isn't that nice though like again like we were just talking about how when we were doing our first impressions of kana that you hear about a game and you're you're following the process, the development of a game for so long, and it's just such a relief when you get to play and it's and it's, and it's good, good. Yeah, and it's, it's good that good. even in this case, even though the window of time knowing that Metro Dread was coming, you still like it delivers, yeah, and you're it delivers. and you're happy, especially on a series that, as you said earlier, has had has been gone from the gaming space for a long time. By the way, so it has been a while since I played a proper Metroid game, so I have, in a certain sense, lost a little bit of that game sure. sense to the extent that about an hour in, like maybe an hour and a half in, because I was dicking around for a good amount of time, I legitimately thought I had soft locked myself. Oh no! I was like, oh my god. I can't get out of here because there, it wasn't even an Emmy. It was just, I was in a space of the map where all of the doors were not accessible to me yet or like something had caved in and yeah. I couldn't get back out the way I'd come in. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I literally had to Google, can you get soft locked in Metroid Dread? And Google said, no. You cannot get softlocked. There is a way. If you are in a space, you should be able to get out of there one way or another. You cannot get softlocked. So I did eventually find my way out, but it was very difficult. And I was like, wow, I'm really stupid. Because just one, gotta get, You just got to build it back up. Well, you know? Because once I figured out where I was supposed to go, there were clearly indicators. Man, there were so, like environmental yeah. clues of like, hey, you should probably go that way. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking stupid. That <laughs> happens to me so much, Mogan. Yeah. It drives me nuts. That actually yeah. just happened to me too in, in Kena, actually. Uh, I don't, I don't again, don't want to go too far into it for people still trying to play through the game or whatever. But uh, one of the like, one of the processes in that game where you have to do is you have to like clear these little shrines every once in a while. There was this one that like, I could not figure out what, you had to like shoot these pedestals with your with your bow and arrow, and it would like do it. But like I could not figure out what it was wanting me to do 
at all. And I kept going back to it and I was like, what? I'm not this What's dumb. Happening? I swear I'm yeah. not this dumb. And then I, I just like get, I finally hit my limit. I was like, all right, what do I do here? And I looked and I was like, when I saw like the key, I didn't even finish reading the thing. It just said, pay attention to this. And I was like, are you serious? It was the exact same kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I looked up, can you, cause I didn't want to spoil it. So I yeah. looked up, can you get soft locked? And just like, without even pulling up an answer, I saw a slight hint that I was like, Oh, Okay. And it just clicks and you're yeah, like, come just like, on, oh, okay, man. Okay. Why did I not see this? <laughs> so again, that's just part of the game sense. And sure, I felt very sure. stupid for not seeing it at first. But so the point is, pro tip, you cannot get soft locked. You can't, that so can't happen you in Metroid are, Dread. Get that thought out of your yeah, mind because you, it can't happen. You can get out of there. Just keep that in mind. But yeah, Metroid Dread is excellent so far. I am extremely pleased with it. Worth every penny. Nice. Yeah. Very Wish cool. I could have afforded the fancy collector's edition. Well, that's why I texted you like when I, that morning or the other morning when the, the Amazon treasure truck was like, hey, we got them. I was like, oh, I don't know if you were if they were like hard to get away. So that's no, why I like I, I mean, messaged you and was like, hey, you can go pick one I up. I definitely wanted one, but yeah. I've, I've got a, I've got two baby boys to feed. They eat a fancy kittens. diet. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> they fancy expect, boys. They expect food. <laughs> they expect much food. Awesome. Well, that's really awesome that you were able that, you know, you got a new Metroid game in got exactly number one, what I wanted. Like that's exciting. And then number two, that it was exactly that you were wanting. So that's that's really cool to see. So, well, have you out there played Metroid Dread? Are you enjoying it? Are you hating it? Do you think it's too hard? Do you think it's too easy? Well, let us know because we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Comment below wherever you're watching or listening to the episode. Follow us on social media and talk about it with us there. Like I said, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, any other questions, topic ideas, anything like that that you have uh, that you'd like to throw away, let us know because we'd love to hear them. But I think with that, that pretty much wraps up this episode of Team Chat Podcast. So come back next time. Uh, I'm trying to think. We're going to be okay because I know we both have travel coming up the next couple weekends. I have so two weddings. Ooh, back to fun. back. One one weekend and another the very next weekend. Oh my God. Brutal. That's a lot of yeah, weddings. It's a lot of a weddings. A lot of nuptials. <laughs> but so I, um, I was just trying to think. So I think not this. I got to look at a calendar. Because it's a little bit a little bit of housekeeping for yeah, you. Yeah, we got to do here. like some because I know math. Uh, we talked about it before, and I don't remember. Okay, so oh, the weekend at the week after our both travels, so the weekend twenty third. Okay, so it's a normal episode next week. Week after that is going to be our uh, team chat plays stream night. So yes. uh, come back next week for another great, fun, and exciting gaming topic here on Team Chat Podcast. But until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jerry Wilson, joined by Rachel Morgan. Adios. We'll see you all next time.